0: Motown Rundown, welcome back. It is Thursday, November 4th. Admittedly, we are several days behind. A lot that we need to talk about today has, has come and gone. Um, but if we take a couple steps back, fellas, and we do some reflecting, which is a very, very important part of, of being a human being and, and, and growth and all that good stuff, what a weekend we had in East Lansing. Halloween weekend? Obviously, Michigan, Michigan State. We're gonna talk about that for um the bulk of the show before we get into all the uh all the random banter we do before the show. Um, you can expect on today's t- on today's show. We will talk pistons, we will talk wings. Um, we will touch the lions for a little bit, but they don't deserve much of anyone's time right now. Um, and then should we talk about the tigers? Because a little trade coming across. So maybe yeah, dude. what a and trade. Barnhart. What a Maybe trade! Sprinkle that in, but I don't want to. we just?
1: We don't know. even we have, have we to do. talk
0: about that one. Nice doing? move. Nice move. Yeah, you know, I. That's one of those things where you initially see when when. I'm trying to think of the guy's name they sent over because he re- recently drafted him,
1: correct? Quintana. It's a like Nick. Yes, yeah, Nick Quintana.
0: Yeah. So initially, when you see like that was, the initial part of me was like, why are they moving prospects? And especially guys. Well, that,
1: I Rabs, I but that's and,
0: fine. I'm fine with that. No, okay. it was a good trade. I was trade. about to say it this guy could trade. be
1: playing in Lakeland, and you you would like have a heart attack if they traded any prospects.
0: Yeah, it was a good. It was a it was a fine trade. I don't think Nick Quintana was hitting very well in Single A or wherever he was playing. Yeah, I mean, he I was in West I mean, Michigan or, or Lakeland, so I don't think he was hitting very well. But that's another one of those things where I just kind of looked at it and was like. God, they need middle infield help. Like they—they they need real defensive players. But I mean, Tucker Barnhart is a real catcher, like a guy that's got two Gold Gloves, very good defensively. He's been in Cincinnati since 2008, I'm pretty sure. And I think he hits historically around 250. So obviously, yeah, I think the, he hit he hit 247 last season. So
2: still yeah. Hit. I mean,
0: uh, clearly, clearly, Jake Rogers coming with the uh, Tommy John surgery won't be won't be playing at all this year. So you roll the balls out with him and Eric Haas. I mean, and, and again, I, I think is – I don't know you what know, Tucker Barnhart is. They're gonna split
1: time again. I like it. They I don't know what like I don't know
0: what, uh, what his contract looks like, Tucker Barnhart, is, is like if that's a guy that – I don't even think that's a guy that's looking at flipping. Like that's a guy who can just like play catcher until
1: Dylan Dingler is ready to play. Well, what, so, what do you mean flipping? Like to, as, a, as a trade asset at the deadline. There, we're, there's we're no balling. more trade assets, Rav. This isn't two years ago. They're trying to win now. That's what the move signals.
0: I suppose. I don't know. I if love it. Barnhart puts you over the edge, but no, he doesn't,
1: player. but it it also last year when Jake Rogers went down, and when Jake Rogers, I mean, it took a while for Jake Rogers to get into the lineup consistently for this team, they struggled defensively. Like Eric Haas isn't a great defensive catcher. And, no, and you just got to yeah. have his
2: bat in the lineup. That's why they do no, it. No, no,
1: no, for sure. But, like, you, you look at the ERA when Haas would catch and uh, ERA when Rogers would catch. It would be completely different. And Barnhart's a good guy who can handle your young staff. That is why it's a good trade. And, and I don't know. I'm just happy about it. It's a smart trade. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they're going to go out and break the bank. But I also it's, I think it signals, like, hey – we're still looking at like developing these young guys, but we're also keeping an eye. We like we want to kind of compete because you don't trade Tucker like for Tucker Barnhart the day after the season ends if you're not like serious about next year. So, I, I, I it was a nice move. but We don't need to like go in depth about it. I was just happy to see it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well we got our Tigers out of the way, um, guys. What I would like to talk about first, and this is again, it's our show. We'll cry if we want to. Let's let's rewind to this previous weekend. Halloween weekend, Michigan, Michigan State. Um, I was up Friday. Trent was very uh, hospitable Friday night. I got zero minutes of sleep. That was the Same. big line going into Saturday. Um, but I don't know who I don't know who wants to start. But well, I want to let's talk about the weekend. But I do want to spend some time talking about the Michigan State football team and that game because. It's one of those things like, look, obviously people that listen to the podcast are three Michigan State guys, two graduates, one guy still in school here. So there is a bit of bias, but this game happens once a year. So on our podcast, we're going to talk about the game. And yes, I'm sure if the roles were reversed and Michigan State didn't come up on top, we would not be talking about as much as we will today. But um, what a weekend. Trent, you were all over the place. Trent had, so Collins, I came up. I'll just I'll break it down like this. I came up Friday um, after the workday. I was planning on staying at Trent's house. And over the course of well, first of all, on Friday night, I was set up on the nice little air mattress in Trent's room. Trent and Brock were sharing the bed. Not a big deal, the brothers. It's not weird. Um, zero minutes of sleep. Like and, and and people sometimes people will tell you, like, oh, I didn't get any sleep last no, night. I got zero. I got I zero on Friday. Like zero. And I think it was a combination of number one. I was obviously anxious for the next day, excited to get going. When you have an early wake up like we did, too, I think it's a little bit harder to fall asleep because, you know, you're going to be getting up and you're going to be in pain anyway. I brought my pillow pet to sleep on. Not a great move. Zero support for the head. The air mattress was fine, (laughs) but I just couldn't stay off my phone. Well, first of all, let me tell you, let me to sleep.
2: Let me let me. My perspective on that whole situation was: first of all, Rabs has the the purple octopus Red Wings pillow pet.
0: Yeah, Al. Dude, pillow is pets not... are
1: so comfortable.
0: He's yes, but cool. not I that one. Wa- that, I just washed
1: them.
2: That's just the wrong choice, Rams. It's like it, it's just not yeah, going to give foolish. you. You're going to get no neck support whatsoever. Dude, Second the should say
1: pillow pet with Zeke is fire. That it's so comfy. Zeke, I had a, I had know, a leopard.
2: I had a leopard growing up i need to get a new one but um anyways i woke up like in the middle of the night and i turned over and Rabs was listening to like the hoosiers theme song like or, or i i don't know what what what, what were you listening to he was well, just a, in the just morning on the, your phone
0: the first thing the first thing i listened to in the morning was the was well when we were trying to fall asleep i was watching rudy clips like of the tryout scene that's what i was I watching really- i don't know I don't remember what I was. I mean, I was watching everything. I was all over it. But but yeah, so that was that was Friday night. And then Saturday, I mean, five the alarm goes off at 5 45 on Brock's phone. I immediately set up and I was like, guys, I didn't sleep for a single no, second. This is so, what you
2: said. It was so, it was very rabs. It alarm goes off. You were just you've been patiently waiting for it. Yeah,
0: no, I was just so I just wanted someone to
1: wake up so I could talk to someone. I was war. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. dude, that was me on Saturday.
2: Dude, that's that's what I'm saying. The the alarm goes off and Rabs instantly is like, oh, like shut mine off. I shut mine off. I got to be honest with you. Didn't get a minute of sleep.
0: Yeah. Zero minutes of sleep. So that's how we roll on a Saturday, 5 45 AM wake up. I mean, the music, like the music was going, everyone was up. We were yeah, making, Rabs we is listening, Rabs is listening to danger on the track by your, oh, I had danger on the track going. We had, I mean, <laughs> Trump had his like his lions game day playlist that he listens to in the porta potties before he walks into the stadium. We had the breakfast, the, 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 the croissants were in the microwave. Somehow we lost all the donuts that George, that George got from Meyer, which was ridiculous. And then yeah, then we rolled the balls out and and got to stop at the Collins family tailgate, which was I mean what a production! I like everything that you hope and dream of. Where's my my koozie sitting up here somewhere? I got man? mine right here. I might. So, somehow somehow it exceeded expectations. But right? it's it was just everything. It was everything that you thought it was from the standpoint of like you walk past these tailgates around like Breslin and around the stadium, and like the tent is like. The tent is like three car lengths wide and like the tail like there's food as far as the eye can see. There's a hot million people there. Yeah, there's a million, there's a TV. And you're like, you're like, God, like, who are these people? Like, how early do they get here? Like, how long have they been doing this? And sure enough, we show up and like that's like that's the Collins family tailgate. We met the man himself, Kelly Collins, we met Mrs. Collins, um, Kyle Collins as well. Like we met we 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 did our rounds. And it was everything I hoped and dreamed of. There, I had a, I had like five pudding shots. And then as I'm leaving, Mr. Collins like pulls two out of the cooler and he's like, You want some of these? I'm like, I can't. Like, (laughs) I'm done, Mr. Collins. Thank you. But it was awesome. I'm glad we got to do it. Hey,
1: every week, every week it's there. But, uh, what's the trouble? I mean, Saturday, what's it it, it, like? Last week, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, was like the longest week of the year. It usually is because I just, I'm chomping at the bit for the game. Um, But, I mean, the Michigan-Michigan State game, regardless of – I mean, I'm not going to say regardless of outcome, because Michigan State lost. It would have been a horrible – not a, It would have been a horrible night leading into a a horrible week. But, like, the lead-up to the game, the tailgate, it's always, like, the best one of the year if you're either in East Lansing or Ann Arbor. It's always fun. But, you you, like, you see all your Michigan buddies. Like, I – my favorite thing about my like family tailgate is like when I see like one of my Michigan buddies like go in the corner with like one of my uncles like talking about Michigan, Michigan State, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no! I'm like, oh no! The, this guy is not getting out of this conversation for like an hour. Like he is trapped in the corner with my uncle Sean, just him yapping about how he hates Michigan and stuff like that. But that's hey, it was great. I loved it. What's it called? Trent's brothers always just like crack me up because. First of all, Trent Trent shows up to this tailgate, starts cheersing everyone, and he says hi to. He <laughs> <cheers>. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, cheers, cheers, nice to meet you, cheers." Trent yeah, it's like, too "It's bad. like chivalry, you got it." Yeah, I know I, it was I, hilarious. I but, was, uh, yeah, it was a, hey, it was great day, great great day on Saturday.
2: Yes, it was. No, I, I yeah, I got nothing to add. Barstool show was pretty fun. Uh, yeah I,
1: control.
0: hey i would just i would just say this before before we talk you guys, about you guys go
1: to that you guys don't anything
0: yeah dude so like so our our route was we got up at trent's we went the first thing we did was go to was go to your family's tailgate and then we left to go to I bar was pretty late, dude. well we
2: uh-huh? we, dr- we were at my house getting after it for probably an hour and a half like dude we um, were up everyone
0: was up at six yeah like, we, we went to your six. place at like 8 30 ish right or something yeah and then we got to the bar stool thing which just like in the area it was at in cedar village was just asking a lot because people were intermixed with cars and whatnot we know how that turned out but couldn't really get a good view and then portnoy came on stage and like people were just throwing beer ca- i was there for seven minutes like you couldn't hear anything because they didn't have speakers facing the side of the crowd. Yeah, so the, I was there the, for like seven minutes. And the then atmosphere then was,
2: the atmosphere was fun, but the, the show itself. Yeah. You couldn't hear anything. Uh, Yeah. I ended up leaving early as well, but yeah, Rabs, so, Rabs actually yeah. like had to go get to the stadium,
0: you know? Yeah. Well, I, so I guess we'll segue into that. Cause I do want to talk about just the absolute scene it was after the game, which we'll get into, but yeah. So I got to the stadium. I got to, I, I took a peek at Fox. I took a peek at college game and the ESPN, And then I found my usual suspects in the parking lot and, you know, whatever we, we, we rolled in and just, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, for any Spartan fan that day, it was a great day, but to be in the stadium for that game and just, just to feel, to feel every ebb and flow of emotion of the games, 30 to what, 30 to 16, 30 to 14, whatever it was. And And, you know, Xavier Henderson was saying after the game, like no one left the game. And I would agree with that. I don't think anyone left. But there was this just collective, this collective like win that got sucked out of the stadium when you're looking at that score. And even like after the first play, like Michigan State turns the ball over immediately. Michigan rips off that obnoxious play to the guy that hasn't caught a ball year long that's from East Lansing, Andrew Anthony or whatever his name is. So you got that feeling of like 30 to 14 of, of wow you know maybe maybe Michigan's just better like state doesn't have it whatever and then I I guess you know I don't know how much time we want to spend on the intricacies of the game but I just gotta tell you man like anyone that wants to sit here I, I don't know how Michigan State won that game but for anyone to sit here and discount Michigan State's effort as like oh Michigan choked or you know the the officiating stole the like that, that stuff you, – you can miss me with all that because how Michigan State – I mean, they come out from halftime and they, like, go down even further because I think it was only, like, 23 to 14 or whatever it was at halftime. So, for Michigan State just to – and I was talking to Uncle Steve about this, who's a Michigan fan. Every single possession that Michigan State had that they had to make a play, they made a play. Like, that was it. they If there was, there was- one – Go ahead, Trent. That was my biggest
2: thing for the game itself was there was a stretch in the third quarter where Jaden Reed, Jalen Naylor, and Kenneth Walker converted back-to-back-to-back third downs, and it was like fighting for every inch. There was the fantastic Kenneth Walker run where he was dead, dead to rights, ends up bouncing left, and just to the house. It's and just
0: just the fact that, you know, as I said, the game of football, especially when you're playing a team like Michigan, who is is if there was any doubt, they are a good, very good football team. But to to just have to I mean, how hard it is to win and for everything to just go your way in a sense. And <clears throat> excuse me, not that not that you didn't earn it. But for everything just to go your way and being able to be so buttoned up and execute the way that you did to not only score one touchdown, but you get the two point conversion. So now it's like, OK, you know, there's some life they're hanging around. They score another touchdown. Then you get the next two-point conversion. And at you this finally, point in the stadium. You
2: finally get a turnover. You finally yeah. get a turnover. And,
0: dude, that's what I was saying to my buddies next to me. I was like, you know, you see, like, there was the one ball that got tipped that almost got picked off near um, when Michigan was on their own goal line. Then J.J. fumbles and it goes out of bounds. And and I, I told, I'm like, you know what? I go, you want to talk about keep chopping. Like, they are so close to, to just one play going their way. And sure enough, you know, they, they get the fumble, um, but you know, even again, Michigan again, kicks that field goal. You're down by three. And then Kenneth Walker, who, I mean, like it's almost indescribable, just like the way that he played. And obviously the entire game was put on his back. And if, if that guy's not sitting in New York comfortably, for the Heisman Trophy presentation, it will be Dude. it will be comical. Great call form. by
2: Gus Johnson, too. Great call. I know you guys are yeah. at the game, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't and, know if you saw it, but Gus saying, "Rest assured, I'll be there. I'll, I'll yeah. see you in New York." That was yeah. awesome. Yeah.
0: So, so I don't know. Just like just to be to be in the stadium, and as soon as Michigan State tied that game up, every possession that Michigan had the ball was just so loud because you could feel everyone in that stadium was like, you know what. The game's almost over. I'm going to do everything I can to be loud and and make it difficult for Michigan to play and finish this game here. And I mean, you have to just tip your cap to Mel Tucker for for the job that he's done with this team. And they never quit. And if there's any doubt in anyone's mind about what kind of team Michigan State is, I I would like to think that that's all alleviated. And I obviously want to get Ryan Collins in the mix here. Trent, I want to get you guys to go. But I, I do want to I do want to finish by by saying this as a Michigan state fan and, and as someone who is an alumnus of the school, which not many Michigan fans can say they went to their own school. People forget okay, that. <laughs> so that was this. I, I just, I want this to be known that, you know, you come into these games and I get it's a rivalry and everyone likes to talk. And it always seems to come from the Michigan side much more, but at, at some point, man, like Michigan state's won. 10 of the last 14. Yeah, we we own them. We own them. Mel Tucker's 2-0 against Jim Harbaugh. Like, it's just, it's so funny to me how it doesn't matter. People seem to forget that last year Michigan State won on the road as a 21-point underdog. So whatever, you want to say COVID year, whatever it was, COVID year, whatever. The bottom line is, You have to play all four quarters of the game and this Michigan state team and this school and the program is operates on a different level that Michigan does not have in them. They don't have the grit. They don't care as much because they try to act like we're Michigan. This game is not a, it's not a rivalry game for us. Our games against Ohio state. Well, I'll tell you what, I had one of the best days in my life in East Lansing on Saturday after my football team won a game, they had no business winning because they just care more, they try harder. And all you Michigan fans, every year, even though you've lost you've lost 10 of the last 14, every year they seem to find this arrogance from somewhere of like, we're Michigan, we're the real deal this year, this year's different. This is the reason why we're going to be good. We're going to win the Big Ten. You got just losers, just a loser fan base. And I feel bad for you. I feel bad for Jim Harbaugh, who has to sit in those press conferences and get asked, Jim, how is it possible that you are the you are the epitome of doing less with more when everyone else does more with less? You can't win the big games that you're one in five in bowl games. You're an absolute joke. You're a joke. Your program's a joke. It's not 1926 anymore when you get to bring schools over and teach them how to play football and you mark it up as wins and all your national championships came before African-Americans were allowed to play football. We're living in the real world now, Michigan fans. You're a loser fan base. You suck. We own you. We're better than you. And You can call me little brother all day long, but I will go home with that win on Saturday, licking my fingers because it was one of the best tasting, most satisfying, one of the best games I've ever gotten to watch in my entire life live and I could not be more proud to be a Michigan state alum because my God, you guys have some problems over there in Ann Arbor. And I feel bad for you because you're a joke and no one takes you seriously. You're like Texas. That's what you are. You're nothing. You're talk, you're Jordan brand, you're, you're, you're code. You're the only team in America where your coach is bigger than the program. And he hasn't done eck and he's got more to work with than 95% of the coaches in the country. Good day, sir. The last That's what thing I have to say
2: Rams, go green. That was, that
0: was go white. That
2: was fantastic.
0: Fuck I, Michigan. I, want, I hate Michigan.
2: I want to add we this own you. before I let Collins go. All I want to say is that and, and, and I went on a huge rant about this to my Michigan buddies, um, who, who, who were here. You can't have it both ways and Rabs you alluded to it and it's just so annoying because we come into this we come into the season year after year after year and we got to hear about how Michigan is you know slapped on or they're yeah, underrated this is the year this no, no. is the so, so going to be good yeah. my point is then there is no way that Jim Harbaugh can keep his job then because if if your expectations are to be a national contender and that's what you brainwash yourself into thinking and 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 it's it's not even like it's realistic, bro. Like Collins, you and I, I, I went back and listened to Green and White from from last April, and you and I had some great takes about this season. Looking back in hindsight, we we were like Michigan State's going to be better than people think. Michigan State's going to at least make a good bowl game, and and but we're not sitting there saying they're going to win it all. So then when we do start eight and zero. It's a little more exciting, and it has more juice than it would if you're a Michigan slappy blowing smoke up their ass, their Jordan brand ass, and saying, yeah, they're going to win it all. You
1: like the Jordan guys.
2: Dude, it's – it's. but go ahead, <laughs> My My point is you can't have it both ways. So, like, you can't have these expectations and still keep this coach that you love because I'll tell you right now, he's not Just winning – they're, they're, gonna they're gonna going to keep them. They're going to keep them. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is that keep that's I don't that's care. a losing. Oh, I hope he stays forever. Yeah, I hope him. he stays for the next 30 years. Go ahead, Collins.
1: What's that? sorry, I didn't let you finish your point. Sorry.
2: No, that that's all. My point is just that I if if you want to have those expectations year after year after year, then you, I I just would I would kindly suggest that you go make a coaching change and actually put some thought into oh, it this time. Won't. Not just a rah rah guy. Who's dude? He loses every year. Every he, year, he's every he's, time. Legit,
0: he's tried. He's never won a big game ever. I, I know he, he hasn't. He's never won a big
1: game.
2: I know. So that's all. Go ahead, Collins. Well, I want to I, I hear some of your thoughts.
1: I just the one thing I I get. First of all, there's the people who do like. Why are you only looking at the last 14 years? Why don't you go back to 20? I don't know. Maybe because Michigan State had John L. Smith and Bobby Williams coaching before that. There's a re. I just, I, I just before I like get into it, I just the people were like, "Oh, that's just such a weird like." It's also to- a pretty reasonable sample size, though. No, Collins. the sample size is when Mark D'Antonio came to Michigan State. I don't think like have the, they say 14 years, especially yep, since Mark yep. D'Antonio got Post, there. Yeah. Post little brother, we own them. Yeah, and I, I always go back, and I. Mike Hart, literally, I think out of anyone, is like he doesn't talk about it at all because I think he's honestly embarrassed that he did he it. He should be. No, I and he, what's all he was the only coach last week for Michigan who didn't talk to the media because he knew anything he said last week would have been like cash rise and whatever. And I think it's I, honestly, I feel bad for people that like are recent Michigan alums or went to Michigan because it's never them, it's the guys like Braylon Edwards who played basically in a different era of Michigan state where they, yeah, they were their little brother then. Yeah. They could walk over them when Michigan state didn't play defense and they, They, they were doing single coverage, no safety help against Braylon Edwards in the big house in 2004. Yeah. I get why Braylon Edwards says it, but it's just so nonsensical and just different Michigan state is, has actually been a better football program for yep. the last 14 years. Turn the page fine. bro. And, 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 turn the and page and get I, I, with the times. No, Michigan fans will agree with that. They're not, like, getting over it. I think the bigger story is the fact that you want to rub the dirt on it. You want to say, hey, D'Antonio's done. Your time's done. I just – people just need to realize Michigan State football is a big-time program. And unless they're under NCAA violations, which they basically were for all the 70s and 80s, if they have a good coach, they're going to be a contender in the Big Ten. It's just a fact. So you can tell me, oh yeah, Mel Tucker, once he leaves, you guys are done. We'll find another guy. It, like, I, I'm just so sick of the narrative. It's like, oh Michigan State. Uh, they, they, they only come around when they're good. You obviously don't like pay attention then. I hate the whole narrative too. It's like, oh Sparty only talks when they're good. What are you talking about? I I literally went to three and I went to a three nine season. That stadium was full basically the whole year, except the Rutgers Stand. Literally, like, don't – I just hate that whole narrative. It's like, oh, it's always the biggest stand for Harbaugh, but if he beats Michigan, no one ever talks about it. He hasn't beat a good Michigan State team. That's why people say that, and then people don't want to be like, oh, Dan Antonio beat a bunch of bad Michigan teams. Yeah, that's fine, but he also went out and beat Ohio State. He went out and beat, like, Notre Dame. Like, went to the playoffs. There's differences to that. So – and that, that's like the one comment about the rivalry, about this year's team. I mean, I, I'm not going to say everything else is gravy because they're number three in the college football pool. It's kind of weird, and I, I honestly – I think everyone is just like, I mean, nothing could go wrong for this mission State program right now, which is hinting at the point that they might lose this weekend at Purdue, which I'm going to the game. But um, it's just – I hate the, – there's not even the, a feeling around Mission State football right now it's not that it's, like, expected to be in the top three, but this isn't, like, some shell-shot thing. Like, it's shocking because what we thought they were preseason. But, like, I, like Michigan State fans, in like, the last 15 years are used to this team being a top-ten program in the country. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, like, yeah, the number three, oh, cool. Like, this is awesome and stuff like that. This isn't, like, people, like, clamoring, like, oh, this has never ha- – like, this might happen again, the that's two or three years. So, like, I I, I – I, I, if you're a Michigan safe fan, you have to be just ecstatic about the future because Tucker's not even begun what he's going to do here if he sticks around. So, I mean, he can leave or whatever, but what he started here so far and what he's building, it could be a monster. And, and, and D'Antonio had a monster going in the like, mid 2010s. He could have another monster because that's what Paint Thorn's a sophomore. Jaden Reed's a junior Speedy Naylor's a junior Kenneth Walker's gone after this year I get that and on that defensive side of the football you lose it save your Henderson basically that whole defense comes back next year sure. so I'm just saying like this this program as they continue to build through the transfer portal and Tucker actually gets his recruits in this they're gonna be a problem they're gonna be a big big problem and, and they've been a problem so I'm just saying like this is a national program and it just bugs me it's oh it doesn't have the brand or something like that. Whatever, dude. They win football games. They win big yeah, football. I'd, I'd games. rather win. Games and, and, and guess than have what?
2: The Jordan logo on my shirt. No,
1: I. That's not. That's not even it. I. I. This doesn't even have to do anything with Michigan. I just think it has to do with. Of I. For MS. You have If you don't really pay attention and you're not smart enough to realize that like Michigan State's a top fifteen college football program in the country, and it's just it's. It when it's right, it can be really, really right, and I think people need to like. And, and I think with Tucker, you've seen that maybe them expand their ceiling, but the fact that Michigan State has an opportunity to win the Big Ten this year in Tucker's second year is unbelievable. And, and it's honestly, it just shows you how inept Michigan has been since 2003. That in Tucker's second year, they're eight and zero. And if they basically – I mean, I, I honestly think they could lose one of the next two games before they even play Ohio State. I genuinely believe that because I just don't think that team is that that talented. But, like, they have an opportunity if they beat Ohio State, basically, to get themselves back to Indy for the fourth time. The fourth time. So, I, I mean, I know I'm just talking in circles, but, like, just put some respect on the program. This isn't even from Michigan. Yes, exactly. State, it's, just a na- it's just a national thing. Like it's every year. It's just like oh, Michigan. Every year, Michigan State doesn't go like ten and two or eleven and one. It's like oh, this is the downfall. Like, can you relax? They if they have a down year, guess what? They're probably to be bad because guess what? They're on they're on Michigan's level. I'm sorry. I'm so sick of this. Yeah, Michigan might have all these resources. Michigan State has these resources too. Have you ever been to the Michigan State basketball facility? Have you ever been to the football? They're putting 30 million dollars into the football facility. I'm so sick and tired of like, oh, they don't have their yes, they do. And actually, you know what Michigan State has that Michigan does? They actually win big games and they actually have like character. They don't they don't go back and look at all the bow years and say, Hey, those of us will be champions. So they will be like, you no know what we have to prove something on our own to continue the legacy. That's not what Michigan is like, and that. And and I feel bad for Michigan players and stuff and and Michigan alum sometimes because I don't think it's their fault. It's just, it's 30 years of a program trying to like recapture this glory from like the seventies and eighties that it's just, that's not how college football is played anymore. And I think most Michigan fans realize that, but like a lot of the people that make the decisions at Michigan right now Still believe that they still believe they could do it the bow away. They still those who say we'll be champions, the team to team to the team. They they still believe that stuff. And it, it, it until they like get rid of all that stuff, they're never gonna win. And and Harbaugh, like they had, mission's good this year, too. That's like the yes, thing. They, are. they went they went out, they give themselves a pretty good chance to get the indie and, and, and have a chance to make the college football playoff. Do I think they will? No, because they're not gonna beat Ohio State and they never beat Ohio State, but I, like, if you're a Michigan fan, it's just I don't like I don't know how you do it at this point. And it's I don't know if you fire like horrible. I don't know what you do, but like it's it got to be infuriating that you have not basically won a big game since the 2006 Ohio State Michigan game at the Shoe. They have not won a big game since that day, basically. And you can like tie it that like ever since Lloyd, they have not won a big game. And you'd be like, sure, well, they beat Michigan State a couple times. Fine, you beat a three and nine Michigan State team. You blew out a six and six Michigan State team that gave up at the end of the year of Mark D'Antonio. Sin you haven't beat an Ohio State team. The Penn State team you beat that one year where I think they were eleven and one going into the shoe. Eleven and I mean ten and one going into the shoe wasn't good either. So I'm just saying, like, they don't win big games. I don't like. And every year, it's like this buildup. It's like maybe this is a year. I, and I think more Michigan fans are like they're a damaged baby now. They're just say, like, I, I don't know what I, I can trust. And they should because they don't win big games anymore. So, I don't know. Dude, they don't
2: even win bowl games. Uh, like no, we, I mean, they, one they, and the thing about Harbaugh,
1: Harbaugh beats teams that are inferior to them. And, that, and that's – say what you want. Like you could go backwards and you can do the Nebraska thing where it's like, oh, they fired Bo Pelini. He goes 9-3 and three every year. So I'm not saying, like, pick your poison, whatever you want to do. But, like, I, Harbaugh could not win a Big Ten title. Like, they haven't won a Big Ten title since 2003. And Michigan fans wouldn't care if they beat Ohio State, Michigan State regularly. Like, they, they wouldn't. Guess what? That's what? Like, that's college football. And the fact that they can't do that, they do the opposite. He's John Cooper. He's basically John Cooper now. So I, I don't know. We don't have to talk about this for that long, but I don't know. No, I just look. I I think at the end of the day, what the, the
0: whole point that I was trying to allude at through all of my ranting and raving. It's just that it's like every and I've again I hand up because anyone that knows me knows that I was a Michigan fan growing up with my mom being from Ann Arbor. But as I always say, I did used to like you know you pick your nose and you eat it as a kid. and You used to put Play-Doh in your mouth and shit. So everyone grows up eventually. So either way, but as you said, Collins, it's it's the it's the level of respect. It's like it's so hard for the national media, like Michigan State's getting passed up. In the rankings, as teams are on bye weeks, like there, it's so hard for these for well, the national rank to like, what well, like oh we like we can't we can't move state up because who knows like they might not be the like what else do you need to see from this team this year because as you said, yes, they could lose, they could lose,
1: they can, they can lose any week. I just hate like listening to some national opponents say, oh well, see what happened when Michigan State went to playoff, got hammered by Alabama. Ohio State lost by like forty the next year. Sick. Sweet. A Michigan State team that was banged up the whole year had to play a band like the a Michigan State team who was probably the worst team they had out of those three years from 2013 to 2015. They make the playoff. And then I have to hear it's a negative because they got blown. Yeah, they got blown up by Alabama. Sweet. Everyone in the Big Ten world got blown up by Alabama that year. I just hate I just hate like the whole narrative. It's like, but well, once you stack them up, they really I mean. Whatever, dude. Roll I just, the balls uh, out. I, I Roll just, the balls I, I just, out. Let's duel. No, I just – and I don't – like, whatever happens this year, I'm not acting like Michigan State someone a national title this year. I'm just no, so No, and sick. that, Collins, that's I the just,
2: difference between us and Michigan. That's what I'm saying. No, I don't
1: – we don't even have to bring Michigan in it. I'm just so sick of the, like, idea. It's like, well, this Michigan State program, Upstart, it's been going on for 14 years. And before that, like – Saban in the late nineties, Perlis in the eighties. Like this is a big time program. I'm just so sick of, and, and people are like, Oh, wh- wh- why is it not? Why is it more of a re fine? It could be more of a regional program. I can deal with that. I'm just, I'm so sick. It's like, Oh, good old Sparty. Oh, I, I love when people call us Sparty. Our name is Michigan state. Can you call us a fucking Spartans? I'm so fucking sick of the whole Sparty thing. <laughs> it's so demeaning. Oh, good old Sparty. Uh, How's Sparty doing this year? It sounds like I, I just hate it. I, I don't know. I, I just I Collins, your your reaction on Twitter to
0: the game was just the all-time. It's funny, two- first of all. It's,
1: it's yeah, funny because it is. It's funny. I, because I, I mean Michigan should have won that football game and they didn't. Michigan State was this tougher, better yep. coached, and they won the football game. And that's what better programs do. And they're a better program than Michigan State Michigan at this point. Just point blank. I it, it, it's a, they're, they're not that, equals. Michigan State's better. I'm just uh, as a program. Yeah, that's
0: where it's like Collins. My my whole point being is like you want to you want you want to come into Michigan State and Michigan's gonna you know they're gonna be given four points. Like I laugh. Like, okay, like are you sure? That's how it is. It's like oh yeah, this Michigan's Michigan team the better is more team.
1: talented. The, the, the thing about they it are they are better. Yes, they are. More talented, I don't I'm not gonna say they're better because you actually have to win games to be considered better in my book, but like they're more talented than this Michigan State team. And the Michigan State team won, like you said, Ravs, because they care more about this game and it means more to them, which I understand that it's not gonna mean as much to Michigan fans. I get that, but like at the end of the day, you gotta like figure it out. They have not figured this out the last 14 years. So I, I mean. They beat Ohio State. They went out. They could salvage their season. They really could. There's, they have plenty of season left. Michigan does. And if you're a Michigan fan, I would be thrilled what Cade Matamara did in Spartan Stadium. Because he his played career. fantastic. And I and I I would be thrilled that Andrew Anthony, a kid that you didn't really play all year, they kind of did what Martin Antonio used to do, where he would save something for the Michigan game. He saved something for the Michigan State game, Hardball did. And Anthony was a problem for the Spartans. So it was Eric their tight end. And they can still run the football, but at the end of the day, do you have, there's no trust there for anyone. Like the fan base, yeah, Harbaugh might coach another one or two years, but he's done. Unless he beats Ohio State this year, he is done. I'm sorry. That's,
2: that's what I'm saying, dude. If you want to have these you He can coach next year. They
1: could go 10-2 this year, and he'll stay on. He's done.
2: Yep. Yep. He's He
0: has the yips. I think Harbaugh has the yips.
1: Whatever. I don't think he cares that much to be honest.
0: I think he's over it. Well, I just like you listen to the guy in the press conference and like, you know, Trenno, it was funny that you commented it on my Instagram post of like, you know, what happened there, Jim? You guys were up 30 to 16 30 to 14 and the game got away. He goes, "Yeah, not the way we wanted that one to add." Like, "No kidding, Jim." Honestly, like serious. I I think the thing that that's so irritating about and like poor Jim Harbaugh has to wear it, but that man is more important than that team and that program. Like he, like they, yeah, he's the, he's the Messiah and and Trent to your point. Not that I want to keep talking about that, the school down the road, but you know, to your, to your point, it's like, you talk to some of these Michigan fans and you know, I I talked to my uncle Steven about Michigan and and Jim Harbaugh and he's like, dude, I got to tell you, I go Michigan under Jim Harbaugh, you know, they're, they're, they're winning eight, nine games a year. Like they're, they're always, you know, they, they win the games they're supposed to win. They granted they don't they don't beat Ohio State, they don't beat Michigan State. But he's like, the people that want to sit here and be like, oh, like Michigan, Michigan should be winning these games. Michigan should be competing for national titles. He's like, I don't get where that comes from because they weren't winning national titles with Bo. They weren't winning Big Ten championships with Bo. Like this blind, like it, it's th- this like blind arrogance dates like way, 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 way back. To when Michigan was beating up on, on you know the the smaller schools and winning those easy games, but it's just like, my God, man, you know, like you're talking to Trent, like we're talking to some of your Michigan buddies at, at your house, of like, I think they should keep Harbaugh. They win eight nine games every year, and yeah, it, it's fine. It's fine that they don't they don't beat Michigan State and they don't beat Ohio. Then you're a loser if that's how you think. If that's your barometer for success, well, no I one, don't want to no hear one you like
1: that, rabs No one thinks I, like that. Well, the,
0: these two guys do. I tried my guys. I, you know, I, how I feel about yeah. these guys. But I don't. I you're not a Michigan
1: fan if you feel like that.
0: I that's, truly believe that's that
1: fair. Those guys don't go. There's to real Michigan, Michigan either, fans. So that makes like, sense. see what you want about Michigan fans. It's a rabid fan base. They care about their football almost more than a, like I would put them up there as a top five. Like, as much as I hate the University of Michigan, it is a massive fan base. Yeah, and like they're it is. like. We always joke about the Walmart Wolverines, but they're everywhere. Like, there's Mission fans everywhere in this right, state. Right, CBS, there's, there's, yeah, yeah, no, it's a, Dude, it Spire, is. It's a fantastic fan base. So demand more.
2: Fire no, Harbaugh. They do demand and-
1: more. That's the thing. They do demand more, but, like, they don't know what the demand, because this was I their can't tell. Messiah. I, I, they don't I, know what to do now. Yep. Because, they, like, everything that they bought into. They're lost. Has basically died. They don't. They have to. Just say, I. I don't know what they do after Hardball because I don't think he wants to be there either. It's a yeah. mutual thing, dude.
2: It's like, it's when like my-
1: I. I. You say, like, "I cool." I tried this. We were successful, but we didn't get like what we needed to get done. So I'm gonna move on and let someone else do this.
2: Yeah, I, look, my my last ahead, little sorry. thing. This, this is my last comment, and I'll make this quick. We need to check on a certain fraction of the michigan the the state of michigan the population by the way any
1: here. michigan fan listening to this is not getting to this part they've already turned off the yeah broadcast. yeah yeah
2: but whatever okay we own the state we need to get the a state pulse. is green we need to get a pulse on the sliver of people in the state who have parlayed fandom of the michigan wolverines the detroit lions and the western michigan Broncos. because the chips won last night fire up chips yep. yeah
1: dude how about this I i like if we ever had like breakaway videos this would be my breakaway video. The fact that Western and Central didn't play on a Saturday this year is an absolute prime. They always they play. Should like during ne- the week. That game should never be allowed to be a match in. Never.
2: Dude, they were getting after it though. Like my my no, brothers- I
1: get that. I like, but still, dude, it's like Michigan, Michigan. Central Western is a big deal for central yeah. and western alums. It is,
2: yeah.
1: Like, and Trent probably knows it better than I do. Like, it's a big deal. You're playing it on a Tuesday night, half your alum can't even come. So, I get you got this TV deal with the Mac. If you're the Mac, you got to be like, okay, Boyne, Green, Toledo have to play on Saturday. Central and Western have to play on Saturday. And I would argue maybe eat like, I don't know how big of a rivalry Eastern is with Central and Western, but it's not the same. Know what I mean? It's not, but you know what I'm saying? Like the fact that they didn't play on Saturday. If I was Brock, I'd be like, this is bullshit.
2: Well, maybe he was. I haven't talked to him about it. So, yeah, Brock, be Brock, so Brock, pissed. Will, Brock will text us in about, you know, 15 minutes after we release the podcast. Yes. He'll, I've he'll,
0: listened to the entire thing already in 15 minutes.
2: He'll give his, uh, he'll give his take. But anyway, hey, yeah, yeah. if you're a Michigan fan, a Lions fan, and a Western fan, all three of those parlayed, I How hope do you I like? you're doing well. I hope you take like a few sick days and, and recover.
0: How are you feeling? But hey, to wrap things up here, the the aftermath Saturday, I do not. First of all, we do not condone the flipping of the cars and the lighting of the fireworks and like the burning of the couches. Do what you got to do. But just just one of the like all time. God, I miss college moments. And like you're driving dead. around, you're driving around East Lansing late at night, dude. I have never seen more people in my life. Like in one conglomeration of a city, it was the, the city most was absolutely buzzing I've it.
1: ever seen it. Yes, and you couldn't even go to bars if you didn't get there at like six o'clock. I yeah. used to go to bars at eleven thirty. And yeah, like, you just
0: roll out. Yeah, you roll out of bed and you walk down the street from Charles Street and you just walk yeah. into a bar.
1: Yeah, so it was first of all, Spence. That was the best environment I've seen at a game maybe since like the twenty eleven Hill Mary game against Wisconsin. But I mean. That was a great football game too. Just in general, great football game. Back and forth, well played both teams.
0: Yep, and then we did get blacklisted from the party of Robs, but that's okay. Well, dude, I my phone didn't even work. I didn't even respond to you guys. His well, Wi-Fi then then Will Will dangled the carrot and was like, "Hey, where are you guys at?" And I told him where no, I was. Dude, at it wasn't.
1: We were there for ten minutes, and I went back to Lewis. So really, yes. So whatever was I it. it. Yeah. What a day. What a game.
0: What a team. What a game. What a day. What a team. So that's it. Sorry Michigan fans, can tune back in now now that you've we get you your your annual dose of medicine. We'll be back and see you again next year for it. Um so yeah, let's uh we did Tigers. I mean, I guess we can talk Pistons and Red Wings. Yeah. Um I guess we can start with Pistons. I was at so I was working the Pistons game uh the other night against who did they just play? The Bucks um yeah, not great man good. they are t- they are tough 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 to watch and you know i, I it's funny like cage aren't only played two games and now you got to hear the like oh i don't know about kate and like the you know killian i know you guys talk about killian being more of a project now which i'm you know starting to kind of lean into that a bit more but i mean you guys watch the team more closely than i do that's that's no secret here on this show so i mean i don't what's what's the deal guys well, so
2: the team just struggles to score. They've scored less than 90 points right. twice. Struggle it,
1: is a nice word to put it, Tron.
2: They can't score. Yes, correct. Yeah, it's vintage. It's vintage Pistons. Like, off, Like
1: first of all, other shooter like Sadiq Bey can't hit a shot. Frank Jackson can't hit a shot. Frank like, Jackson like,
2: stinks, dude. I and, and what's Frank so, the,
1: NBA, the NBA's shooting percentage is down throughout the league. So you made that argument. Everyone's like, oh, the new ball and all this stuff. But looking at this Pistons team right now, and Cade, I think the big topic is Cade. He hasn't been able to hit a shot. Like, no one on this team has been able to hit a shot. But it's a little discouraging how bad they've looked so far this year.
2: Oh, it's it's very discouraging, I think. No, I just
1: I, – I people are like, oh, settle down. Like, I can be a little upset that this team has not – I like, there's a lot of things that I came into this year expecting that I am like kind of disappointed that I'm seeing. First of all, Saban Lee is basically out of the rotation and I, that's not even my biggest ripe, but I'm, I don't understand that when I have to watch Corey Joseph, like brick for like 30, like I would get it. If Corey Joseph was just better, like I would rather have Saban Lee take those minutes. Sorry. Um, Sadiq Bey obviously is taking a separate offensive name. He still is broken right now from beyond the arc. The whole yeah, well, he's just in a slump,
2: but like no, no, no.
1: I'm not worried about him. Yeah,
2: Sadiq Sadiq Bey might be your best player.
1: No, he is. He's been their best player so far this year. I don't think there's a question. Jeremy Grant has kind of regressed to the mean where you've kind of seen why now you kind of question. Why didn't the Pistons move off Grant last year when the Celtics were offering a multiple first rounders, stuff like that. And everyone's like, Ryan, it's eight games. do over overreact. But I'm just saying like, you're starting to see why people are like, why did the Pistons give Jeremy Grant 60 million over three years? You're starting to see that he hasn't looked good this year. And killing Ace, I'm sorry. I can't sugarcoat it. He looks terrible. I'm sorry.
2: I, that's my biggest takeaway, Colin, so far. And, and specifically He's the last,
1: terrible. I yeah. hate, and I'm not going to call him a bust. There's still plenty of time for him to get better. But I, you can't do the whole like dance around. It. He sucks right now, and and when him and Kate have been on the floor, and I know it's been a small sample size, it looks awkward.
2: They can't do it, and and it I, it looks
1: so awkward. Unless Killian Hayes, and the whole reason I bought into hey Killian Hayes and Kate in to play together, I expected Killian Hayes to bring some of the table offensively. He's a good passer. He can push the ball. Like other than that, he brings nothing in the half court, and. and Cade Cunningham is unselfish enough to kind of let him do his own thing. But I don't want Killian Hayes to do his own thing when Kate Cunningham's on the floor. So I I like they're gonna have to figure it out because I want to play these two together right now. You, you if you want to keep Killian Hayes and, and hold on your Killian Hayes stock, I'm more than fine with it. I think it's too early to say, oh, this guy is done. But like I honestly think Killian Hayes will interrupt. The progression of Cade Cunningham. If you're going to continue to experience, it. and everyone's going to be like Ryan, it's been two games. It's looks up. Killian Hayes has not shown in any of the games. How many games did we played this year, Trent? Eight. Eight games. That he has any offensive capability? Any? I'm sorry, he has none right now. Yeah. Well, look, and, and, the- and he might have the skill set or what. Like, I'm not going to like be like this guy's a trash ball, Like, but he's been trash. He's been trash at the beginning of the year. And if you want to see what K. Toneyham actually looks like, don't put them on the floor together because I think it could help. I think it helps Killian and it helps Cade. Because I, I honestly think they both need to develop separately at this point because I don't think they can play together right now because Killian Hayes can't shoot. Killian Hayes can't trade for his own. And find like a spot of Kate Toneyham. Kate Cunningham, see what you want. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. He he's to have some time where he needs to adjust the NBA speed. He can still create for others. He's still an above-average shooter. I Like, I want to see the ball in his hands, and I don't want to see the ball in Killian Hayes' hands right now because what Killian Hayes has shown you so far is that he has no offensive cab- capability. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. Or just agree play play him as your sixth man and, like, see if you find fool's gold. I would rather do that because I think that's a better role for him. Yeah,
2: it is. And that's my biggest takeaway, Collins, is, is the fact that it, and it's quite simple. And yeah, it's a small sample size, but I, I damn it, dude, like they don't they can't they can't coincide right now. And I have no, they've shown me nothing together to make me believe that they're going to figure it out. So I'm fine. I'm fine with having Killian Hayes as your sixth man. Like you said, I think that's the solution. I think that's what most Pistons fans would tell you right now. Like, don't take away his minutes but just move no, him to you, a different no, no, role. Exactly. You just you play him the into a same separate minutes.
1: role. Yeah, you play in the same minutes, and, and you can play him with Cade, but I don't want the big chunk of both of them playing together yeah. right now. Cade, Cade it, should it, definitely it just,
2: get his own time to run the offense No, his no yeah. Because
1: he, I think it was like the second half of his second game was the first time he was really running the show, which yeah. I'm like, guys, what are we doing here? And I understand Casey – was in that Fran Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry system where he had two ball dominant point guards that played together, and it worked. But guess what? They could both create for their own, and they both could shoot. Killian Hayes at this point in his career, first of all, he not, I, I don't think he has a right hand, which is a little concerning. And he can't shoot confidently, and he's not aggressive offensively. So there's no reason to have him running point when Cade Cunningham's out there right now. Until he finds his confidence... Until he puts a couple of things together, I don't want to see them playing major minutes together. I really don't.
2: My issue with the 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 other thing to keep things in perspective, I guess, to not be the sky the sky is falling, even though it feels like it is a little bit. This schedule is it's been impossible. It's been and, awful. No, and, you're and right. We, and we 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 knew that going in, Collins. I remember last show uh, ahead of the Magic game, we said, you know, if, if the Pistons don't beat the Magic, they're going to start the season like 0 and nine or zero and ten. Because I mean. Even looking ahead, bro, you got the Sixers, then you got the Nets again, then you got the Cavaliers who are surprisingly good, then you've got like the Raptors, like well-coached teams. It's just like not finally you get to play the Kings and the Pacers, but that's not till mid-November. That's not for another 2 weeks. So I'm just like I'm it's it sucks that this strength and schedule happens so early on because you start to like check out almost not that we're checking
1: they're out. They're a terrible product right now. They look bad. We never expected this, this team to be some world beater. Like, I, I think Trent had a little bit higher expectations, but those expectations were, like, for them to make the play-in, which is yeah. not even expectation. Be like
2: a 10 seed, yeah. Yeah,
1: like, so we didn't have high expectations, but they're unwatchable right now, and it sucks because I love watching NBA basketball, and for this Pistons team to just – basically punt their first eight games offensively it's it's disappointing and That's what it is man
2: you can't score points and I and I it's, just and, that-
1: and, and it sucks you no know, why because I have to watch Tyree Halliburton ball out for the Sacramento Kings. I all watch Evan Mobley do all these straight things and I'm not like out on Kate I'm not gonna go that far he's just been broke to start the year but you get to see all these young guys do things you're like wow it, w- it would be nice if we had a guy like Lamelle. it'd be that we don't have, right now, we haven't like other than Sadiq. I, I, I haven't had a thing where it's like a, a positive thing to say about this Pistons team this year, maybe Isaiah Stewart on defense. But other than that, like I don't know, man, it yeah. sucks yeah. right now.
2: Yep, and my last gripe, and then we can move on. Stop playing Trey Lyles so damn much. God, Dude, I he can't, he plays stand a lot. Him. I didn't even think he was to make the roster. He plays oh a lot. Oh my gosh, Collins, it's exhausting watching, yeah, but they, Trey had, they try, they
1: bring him out oh. to score, and he God, can't score it either. But like I don't. They, there's like a lot he's, he's
2: taking Stewart's minutes. Stewart's only playing 25 minutes a game.
1: Yeah. He could be Dude, playing 35. One, people who like. Hamadou Diallo is not good. I'm sorry. I want yeah, that out yeah. there too. Well, people got all excited about that stuff last year. He, I would have a speed a hundred out of a hundred times over Hamadou. I'm sorry, Hamadou sucks.
2: Well, I don't want either of them to be honest. No, but no, I, they're not.
1: I mean, Hamadou like. He's a bench player, but people like acting like, oh, this was a night. Like, he's not, he's not, he can't shoot. He's very, he's like uncoordinated almost for an, a professional athlete. Yeah. He has like these unbelievable hops. But other than that, I'm sorry. I'm out on a hammy. No, I'm out out your,
2: of handy. Your your best bench piece <laughs> is undoubtedly either Kelly, Kelly Olenek or Josh Jackson. Those are your bench yeah, guys. Well, the, I, they've
1: been their best two players this year so far. The two that have disappointed no, them? No, other most. than Sadiq. I don't know why I said that.
2: The two two have disappointed the most from your bench mob is, is undoubtedly Hamadou Diallo and Frank Jackson. Those guys have both been terrible. Yeah. Frank
1: Jackson has not been good at all.
2: And I want to put this out there before we, before we, before we wrap up and put a bow on this little Pistons talk for the week and hopefully come back with some more positives next week is Dwayne Casey might be on the hot seat by Christmas. And oh, I'm no I was way. just gonna
0: I was just gonna ask. No, Collins, and- these rotations make no sense, dude. They make no sense. They've gotten no He's better, not- by the way, either. Like they don't they haven't gotten better. Like last year they had a kind of a flash in the pan. Like they all, you know, everyone started to He's like not really play be on together. The hot but seat.
2: Dude, I'm just they saying. I said
1: they, he might be. Just Collins, an they, extension. Collins, they, have not they have one win? That's
0: fair, Trent. 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 It's fair for you to say. I'll back you up on that. They've gotten no. So, so
1: it was fine when Ravs was back in Blasio for them just being trash for four years. But yeah, the because there was games, a Matthew the madness. After they him, that, that listen, Collins. That's why I said by He's Christmas. Not
2: gonna be in the he, seat. I said by Christmas he might be. I'm not. I'm and I want him to stick around. I like him, but figure it out, man. Stop playing Trey Lyles. Man, shit! Give Luca Garza some of those Trey Lyles minutes. I don't care. Stop playing actually, Trey dude, Lyles. I kind of like Luca. Yeah, he, he's not
1: good when he plays. He's good. He can't play defense, but like for the NBA, he's a good backup bid who gives you like an offensive spark. But he, I, I'm just play putting. Play Saban that,
2: Lee. Play Saban Lee. Play. Caden, I don't get Philly that either. I think
1: she, Casey has had some weird substitutions, but like. I think Weaver trusts Casey to be the guy to, like, build it and so, just so kind of – So do
2: I. He seems so bought in on no, the young like, guys. Are you, I, I would that, just...
1: are you saying this team is going to be – he's going to be on the hot seat by Christmas? Are you saying that no, or if, he might be?
2: Collins, if they're playing at this clip, yes, because that means by no, Christmas he they have single-digit they wins by Christmas. Play. That's, that's the thing. If they're
1: playing at this clip by Christmas, yeah, fire him into the sun. I just That's that all I'm that's saying. saying.
2: That's all I'm saying.
1: Because That's not going to happen, though.
2: There, there'll be single digit wins if they play this bad by Christmas. So I'm just, that's it, man. Stop playing Corey Joseph. Stop. I, I, I trust Dwayne Casey. I'm not, I'm not trying to jump the gun here. I love the guy. I love the extension. He loves the young players. He's made it abundantly clear. I just guess we could tell a little more. I guess it was a little more clear that you love the players through your rotations and, and who you're rolling out onto the floor. And that that's all. I'm just – something to watch is Dwayne Casey's job security as the season goes on. Not right here, right now. You played an impossible schedule and you only have one win and Cade Cunningham's only played two games. But just keep an eye on it because the, some of this stuff makes no sense. That's all.
1: I I'm I agree with you. Okay, we can move on. All right, well, let's stay at
0: LCA. We'll talk wings for a bit here. Um, yeah, I saw so, – I think the last time that we talked was what we were, uh, we were mid Washington capitals overtime when Dylan Larkin scored the game winner. Correct.
2: Correct, And you had just lost, just had the Vancouver game. Is that correct or something?
0: Um, no, you might be dating yourself a little bit, but whatever. Last, last time we talked last time we talked, they were a uh, big winner in overtime against, against Washington. I want to say too. So they play, uh, I guess, as far as games that we missed, uh, they take the Panthers, the overtime, they lose the Leafs, and then they lose the Canadians again. So we'll go game by game for a bit here. Um, either way, your team's sitting at what? What are they, 4-4-2, four, four and two, I believe? And I guess so the good thing at that, looking at that first, right, is obviously you have the Florida Panthers who have not lost a game yet in regulation. Um, so they are at the top of the Atlantic division with 17 points. Then after that, Leafs, Lightning, Sabres, all tied with 11 points, and you're sitting there at 10. So um, from that standpoint, again, for a team that I think many people were looking at as being kind of a slouch for this year yet again, um, obviously the last couple of games have not gone the way that you had hoped um, as far as being on the losing end of things. But they're at least you know competitive still, and they're in the mix. Um, the Panthers game. Obviously, coming into that game, too, there was a lot going on in the NHL with um, the situation with the Chicago Blackhawks, which I don't really care to get into. Um, but that's the first game without Joel Quenville, who was, uh, I believe, fired, released, mutually part of ways, whatever. Um, so new head coach behind the bench there for for Florida. And that's a game that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you actually tie up really late in the game, send that game to overtime. Um, which another standpoint from what I said in the Capitals game uh, before the game even ended a huge point to get uh, to play the Panthers at home. Um, It seemed like a great crowd on the Friday before Halloween uh, and to, to tie that game up late and, and Sergei Bobrovsky, that game who has been catching a lot of heat over the last couple years because he has really not played to fulfill that obnoxious contract that he has. Um, But just absolutely standing on his head in that game. And it was really tough for the wings to crack him, Um, But either way, you tie the game up, you go to overtime. Um, So you got to kind of tip your cap there. Like that's legitimately one of the best teams in the NHL um, without a doubt this season. So to get a point out of that game is, is, is huge. Uh, Then you go to Toronto and play the Leafs, uh, a game that was kind of back and forth the entire game. Um, Didn't get to watch a ton of that game. That Leafs team is struggling a bit too. I mean, that team always has high expectations and, You know, with the roster that they have, they should be a lot better. So they're kind of fighting for their lives there uh, in in a certain sense of the word. But um, a game that you were in the entire time, for the most part, um, you know, you you lose a tight one, five to four there. And then you move into Tuesday's game against Montreal. I have no idea why the Wings struggle so heavily against this team and why Jake Allen is just a Wings killer this year so far. Um, But you get shut out in that game. And granted you don't have Bertuzzi in that game because of the whole COVID situation. You didn't have him uh, in Toronto as well. So um, you know, that's, it has to be taken into account and you haven't had Dylan Larkin since October 30th. I I'm trying to find things on why he's not playing. Um, you know, he, he played in the Toronto game, but he has not been with the team since after that game Um uh, everything I'm reading is just personal issues. I have no idea why that is, but he has not been with the team since October 30th. Um, so Montreal, you play that game incredibly shorthanded and you come up on the losing M three, nothing. I don't think Montreal is any good. Like I thought it was a fluke that they were in the Stanley cup final last year. And oh, know, the roster a times, yeah, well, you you know you you lose Philip Deneau, you lose Jasperi Kotkaniemi to to an offer sheet, and like I don't think the team really got. You don't have Carey Price, you don't have Shea Weber. The team hasn't gotten any better. But for whatever reason, the Wings have looked awful in the two games against them uh, this year. So you can blame it on not having Bertuzzi. You can especially blame it on not having Larkin and Bertuzzi in that in that game uh, on Tuesday. Um, But nonetheless, some positive notes to come out of this. I mean, uh, Mo Sider was just named NHL's Rookie of the Month, eight points in eight games for him, all being assists, um, which is which is outstanding and an outstanding boost to confidence for him. And just a testament to the small sample size that you've seen so far from your two rookies. And the other one being uh, Lucas Raymond, who has nine points through 10 games thus far. Um, He's tied for the second most goals on your team with four goals. And he has a plus three rating, which is one of the bigger uh, accomplishments to me that he's not, you know, he's not a defensive liability, which I don't think anyone was really saying that he was, um, but just the fact that he's playing very responsibly on both ends of the ice is, is great to see. So, uh, the play from your rookies has been very, very encouraging. I got a feel for Alex Nedeljkovic because, you know, he stops, I believe he stopped like 38 shots of 40 against Montreal the other night. And again, it's hard to win games when you can't score goals. I want to say that, I mean, he was in that against Calgary too, right? And they didn't score any goals in that game. So, um, you know, his, while he might not be up there in wins, Thomas Grice leads the team with three wins and you've only won four games. So, um goaltender wins to me are a bit of an overrated stat in a certain circumstance, because like I said here, you don't score a single goal against Montreal. You're not winning that game. But I think Alex and has just been just fine. Um, 9-11 save percentage, um, which is, you know, which is very, very respectable in this league. So the goaltending play has been fine. It's just a matter of, you know, Hey, so, you know, you've had to play a couple of games here shorthanded. You didn't have a piece of your top line again in the, in the, in the Toronto game. And now you come back tonight, Um, you're going to play the Bruins on the road at seven o'clock. Um, they don't come back home until Tuesday, November 9th, um, which is when Connor McDavid comes to town. So that team is an absolute wagon. It's a joke, how good they are. It's a joke, how good their power play has been. Um, so that's going to be a heck of a game too. But, um, as far as this game tonight against the Bruins, uh, the Bruins are a, are a beatable team these days. I mean, they're, you know, they've only played seven games to your 10. Um, but there are, there are a spot behind you in the standings. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think there is while, while the roster for the Bruins seems like it remains the same every year. I don't think they're as big of a powerhouse as they have been in recent memory. Um, that's a team that I think will be fighting to the bitter end to get in the playoffs this year, which is just a testament to how good this Atlantic division is between Florida and Tampa and, uh, and uh, who's I just gonna say Toronto too? If 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 they can keep their their shit together going forward, so um, it'll be a competitive game tonight. I'm not sure who's starting in that, I would assume that it's probably Grice, um, given the fact that uh Nadelkovic started against Montreal. Um, and then you see the Sabres on on Saturday, and then we you know, we, we roll Michael into, gone, uh, see that? Yeah, I so. And that for it, I don't know what uh how valid it was on Twitter of people saying that Larkin was not with the team because he might have been involved in an Eichel trade, which I just think is asinine. I don't I don't think there was any
1: thought would you? process would you do of that. Rebs,
0: um, uh, Larkin for Eichel, I probably would not have. No, I mean, why? Because you because that's. I, I would not have. No, I, no, I really? wouldn't have. Cause, no, cause the thing saying. is too, is you were probably going to have to send over more pieces. No, with no, 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 I know. I
1: know. I was so just I don't
0: think it was, but I think it was a very, very, very fair price that Vegas paid for Jack Eichel. Just a shitty
1: situation over there of just from, you know, that whole thing Buffalo stemmed from, like, you know, patch it up. What's that? Buffalo should just patch it up as a franchise.
0: Well, they've actually been they've actually been somewhat uh, respectable this year, and but they're still, I mean, they're ahead of the I wings in the standings like... for. You no, know, but it just the whole the whole way that that was handled as far as like you know, Eichel wants wants to get one type of surgery. the The team doctors don't want him to get it; it's too risky. Then they take away his captaincy, and and just the standpoint of you know he still has not gotten his surgery, and and like to think that he was going to go the entire year of just not playing. For for really just no reason. Like I'm I'm glad that he's gonna be in a situation now where he can flourish. And that top line now with Patrick, Eichel, and Mark Stone, like could be a top five NHL top line in the league. Like that line's gonna be scary when when he gets healthy. So yeah, I mean, though they'll, they'll uh that Sabres team, it's it's you kind of scratch your head a bit as to how they've been so successful this year, but that's a team that you should be able to go on the road and and beat. But I mean, looking at the reality of things, man, like this, this schedule, like there are not a lot of games on here where you're looking at and you're like, you get nights off, you know, I mean, you're going to see the coyotes at the end of November. Like that's a game that you can take. And then, you know, the Kraken will come to town. You'll have your shot at the predators. But I mean, I'm looking at like capitals again, Canadians, who you're bound to win one eventually, but golden Knights, oilers, golden Knights again, blues, like it does not get any easier. So, um, We'll see what this team's made of going forward in the next couple of weeks or so. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Dylan Larkin and when they're planning on getting him back, but that's certainly a huge blow to your lineup. Again, I say it every week that they do not have Jacob Verana. Um, But with that being said, Joe Valeno comes up and plays a couple of games for you. He's got two points in two games. So um, good to see that he's been able to contribute offensively. And I hope that he's able to stay up and stick around here um, you know, for the rest of the season, uh, hopefully you don't have to see him getting sent back down again at some point, especially if he's playing well. Um, But Hey, you know, the while, while the wings haven't been pulling off, you know, these, these big wins as of late and in, in dropping the last two games in regulation, I think the point against the Panthers is, is huge to come out of that one with the point and hopefully they can uh, Get back on the saddle against uh against Boston tonight, but that's about all I have for uh for the Wings for now. Um, I guess with that we can wrap up as we usually do with Lions. Thank God they are going. Oh. Yeah, dude. I mean Trent. Trent, you were at the game. You Trent offered me a ticket to go. I said uh, thanks, but no thanks. But Trent went down there. Him and the his two hundred closest friends that remained in the uh, in the bowl or in, in the stadium for the entirety of the game. Got to the point where I noticed that Trent was able to wander down from his section in three, what are you, three nineteen? Three eighteen. Three eighteen. Trent was able to wander down. It was almost on the field. That's how little amount of people stayed in that in that uh stadium to watch time, that or? team. Stayed the whole so, game till triple zeros stayed afterwards too. Let's hear it, Trent. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Trent. How was, what was it like in the stadium? How many bags were on the faces? What, what, what positives do you have to come out of this game with uh, Jared Goff and all the young, oh, look, young look. talent that this team has? They're awesome. Jared Goff
2: threw the ball away. It's on the worst quarterback down. I've
0: ever seen in my entire life. Jared Goff Thank threw you.
2: the ball away on fourth down into the stands. And I won't, I won't spend a lot of time on it. Cause quite frankly, it's not worth it. Um, yeah, everyone, I, I mean,
1: there
2: were, there were David Blau chance, which was fun. And then when he finally got in and then fumbled, it was unbelievable. Um, so that was, <laughs> so that was great. Um, I'm trying to think what else, I, I honestly and this is going to sound like a joke because the game was just not even close. But in terms of the Lions' offense looking so stagnant, I think the biggest reason for that was was of course Jared Goff's play and and not having Jamal Williams. Because Jamal Williams kind of allowed like he's your he's your short not short down uh like short down distance situations. He's he's your guy, not Swift. And I just feel bad for these running backs at this point because. There's no holes to run through. I do think getting Decker back is going to help out quite a bit. Um, what
1: What happened there? I thought he was out for the year. When it, th- didn't they say that?
0: Was, they, I, they, was they I taking them.
1: crazy pills?
0: I actually no. thought he was supposed to come back sooner than he's coming back. No, originally, well, I thought he was supposed to come this, back
1: soon, and then I thought they put him on season-ending IR, but I'm wrong, I guess.
2: Originally, they were they, he was supposed to come back week five, and then he you know didn't. So whatever. I think him coming back is going to help out quite a bit. I think getting Jamal Williams back in the fold will help you at Pittsburgh in two weeks. Other than that, man, not much, not much to report. Um, I I, I will say this was the first game that I was frustrated with Dan Campbell uh, for, for not, for not taking the points. Uh, right before that was mark. one of the and worst
0: coaching things I've ever seen. Well, that, that just because they're, they're just a circus now. Like they're, they're so bad and they know they have no way to score points that like, if they don't score touchdowns, they're going to lose every game by 50. So that, that you don't want your team getting to that point where it's like, okay, it's fourth and 10 from our own 25. Let's go for it. Cause why not? We're going to lose anyway. Like that, that was comical that co- I, I didn't watch at all, but you know, going through the, uh, your highlights and talking with my father, Al Rabinowitz, about the his gripes of the game and the way he described it to me. I was like, "How do you like just like just kick? There's 13 seconds left. It doesn't make any sense." Well, because
2: so. the the thing is, is you say you get that fourth down, you what what are you doing? You're still gonna end up kicking the field goal. So it's like
0: yeah. right, and then you only lose, and you only lose by 38. So yeah, I get you. Yep. Well, That's you know, sweet.
2: you missed. The Lions had an opportunity to score first. Actually, they 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 missed that field goal right at the beginning of the game. Yes, I saw that. I knew it was and going to
0: be trouble. I did see that. I knew it was going to be trouble from there on out. This, I was going to this, text you.
2: this poor guy behind me is telling us as they're lining up for it. He goes, I just bet on Lions to score a field goal. Like the first score is a Lions field goal. I just bet on it. Like before the before this drive. And then everyone's like, yeah, like we're all with them. And then it goes right, never has a chance. <laughs> we're just like, yeah. dude, sorry. It could still happen because it was still 0-0. And then you know how the story goes. But I had a great time. Brought my roommate George. It was his first Lions game. What a, what better of a way to enshrine him into the into the pride of the Lions than to uh, than than
1: nothing than, better
2: than to see a yep. slacking. Also, is what you
0: do. This is what we do, George. Every week, Chris, Chris
2: Spielman. Chris Spielman almost made me cry. Um, his halftime. His way half-time to honor that. Awesome.
1: God, way well, to show yeah. some passion, Lions.
2: Whole separate issue, but Chris Spielman. I I had tears in my eyes. I. I got a lump in my throat <laughs> when he started talking because
1: I, dude, I love that guy. I love He probably,
0: him. Has, he probably has tears Spielman in his Spielman is like the
1: most Lions, li- Lions guy lion. You know what I mean? Dude, if he's you're a yeah. Lions guy. You're like, let me tell you about Spielman. He brought it. He is amazing. Yes, Spielman was different. For him,
2: they, they were rolling a clip from him in the mid 90s where he said, I truly believe my destiny is to win a Super Bowl in some capacity someday. And now he's back. So I I am ready to
1: roll with Chris Spielman. Ready to roll with yeah, math,
0: math is a hell of a drug. Uh,
1: yeah, come on. I but every Rab, shut the fuck that... up, Rams. Shut up. You don't you don't oh, say it wow. about Chris? don't say it about Chris Spielman.
0: I try I'm so I'm I love so Chris dejected. Spielman. That I don't I don't have anything left. For I think the literally minds.
1: every what's it called? That's like the Ram most bad take of all time. When Spielman you uh Spielman did NFL games the last couple of years before he came back, but he forever used to do big ten games. And he would do a lot of Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State games. It didn't matter what group I was surrounded by, it would be every dad would be like, you know what, man, I really like that Spielman guy. <laughs> just, every, do- yeah. every dad's like, man, he was a great lion. I, he's pretty good on air, man. I like Spielman. That's <laughs> what every dad would say. It, I don't know. I just thought it was – I love Spielman.
2: Yeah, those are it. Those are my thoughts. We don't have, a, we don't have any picks to make, so –
1: Yep, we're
0: on the bye week as promised, Trent. Uh, we'll get we'll get in the laboratory and we'll come back from the bye week and we'll actually know what I think our records they, all are
1: before before we get in the trifecta. I think this Thanksgiving could be all time sad.
2: No, no bags,
1: Thanksgiving, they're gonna win. No more no, bads and no more bads on the head than they've ever had. You got the fat guy in the turkey suit. You got like Detroit. It could be a really like. The Lions are down 24 to nothing and they like panned a Detroit down and like some big guy in a in a turkey suit just like <laughs> crying in the stands. I think it could be like all time sadness. Yeah,
0: it, it'll be one of those games where they're showing everything but the play on the field because the No, fans it's gonna are be one of like,
1: those things where everyone the in the, the national Lions. media said, Why did we let the Lions play this game? And yeah, then I'm yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, why did Yeah, they are right.
0: <laughs> I I do love the Lions on Thanksgiving. No, though. I do but, too, but I'm just Dude, Trent, no, I'm, that's I the only win they have this year. It could be the Bears. Who knows? I home. hate all they
2: I have. hate the annual chatter, ch- chatter about how the Lions need to be taken off Thanksgiving. I hate
0: it. it well, makes- I do too. Because- I'm just
1: saying, I, it, when, they're, Trent, when they're losing like 35 to nothing on Thanksgiving, when I'm watching Tom Brady rip their hearts out, when I'm watching Peyton Manning absolutely murder them, sometimes it, sometimes you're like, I kind of wish I didn't have to watch this before I eat my turkey. I get that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into all. I of love that.
1: Lions on Thanksgiving is my favorite. That's like my favorite thing in the world. Try. I agree with you. I yes. would, well, I would try if they ever. No, dude. It's that.
2: just it's the mere it's the mere ignorance of people who don't understand the full context of why the Lions play on Thanksgiving that they just like. That I got always. Yeah, and they stuck their neck out there and said, yeah, we'll play on Thanksgiving. We can do that because no one else wanted to do it. Then, flash forward 20, 30 years, now Jerry Jones wants to do it because he realizes it's great publicity and yada, whatever. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks at Thanksgiving.
1: What's the third – do you know what the third Thanksgiving game this this year no. is, Trent? No, I don't. Okay, whatever, sorry.
2: I'll check on that while you guys answer my trifecta questions. Are we ready? Right. Yeah, yeah no picks. Like
1: the third, no the picks. third game's always either a really good game or it's just like, God, why are the Cardinals playing the Texans?
2: Yeah, rough. Yeah. I remember yeah. two years yeah. ago it was Cowboys and uh Cowboys and Washington football team. That was a good game.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: All right. Well, no picks. Obviously, they're on the bye week. They'll probably lo- they'll probably lose by thirty on the bye week too. But Trifecta time and we'll get out of here. It's been a long show. Thanks for sticking with us. But go ahead. Collins,
2: the third Thanksgiving game is Bill Saints. Great game.
0: Ooh. Great game.
2: All right. Trent Trifecta. Thanks for coming. Here we go. Question number one. Rabs, I see the um yes. I see the lids fat Fathead behind you. I wanted yes. to ask, how many fat heads like have you ever had a fathead Collins? Like, do you have those on your wall? I have
1: a Michigan State fathead in my room currently. Okay. Yeah, I just want to know everyone's fat head
2: situation, basically.
1: Well, what's it called? I and had to, I was count. gonna ask Ravs because Ravs is in his childhood room, and he's he got like the mini fat heads on his closet. Is that yes. a Vernon Wells Blue Jays one or Alex Rios? Uh,
0: no, it's Adam Lind.
1: Adam Lind. Yeah. Did you get that in a variety pack? Yeah, I don't. Yeah,
0: they, they all I got them at Dick Sporting Goods. You just like buy the pack and. I'll I'll read off everyone I have on this. I'm on my door. Dude, this like, is,
1: come- I add a win.
0: That is okay. out of
1: control.
0: Here okay, so on my door coming into my room, I have Nick Cronwall, Pavel Datsu, Calvin Johnson. Um, I have my Miggy, I have my Miggy like medium-sized one by my TV, my big Lidstrom ones behind me, obviously. On my on my closet door. I have Mike Green, Washington Capitals; Ryan Miller, Buffalo Sabers; Drew Brees, Michael Turner, Atlanta Falcons; Zach Granke, Royals; uh, Corey Crawford, Rays; Adam Lynn, Blue Jays. Crawford Asimov, Rays, yes. Dude, Nnamdi I Asimov, mean Raiders, the, the baseball Josh guys Hamilton, on this is bringing Josh me Hamilton, back. Rangers. Uh, then I have Jerome McGinley, Flyers; Danny Briere, Flyers; sorry, Jerome McGinley, Flames. Drum again the Flames, Danny Briere, Flyers. Um, who is that? Jordan Eberle, Oilers, Martin, St. Louis, uh, Lightning, Shea Weber, Predators, and then Miko
1: Koivu, uh, Minnesota Wild. That's I love Miko I Koivu. But what's it called? Absolutely. The fact that you have an Adam Lane fad hat on your wall is yeah. actually yeah, I, it is beyond shocking. He wasn't even how that good. Is that? No, he was not. Hey, Silver Slugger in <laughs> 9
2: no. I just looked up his stats. Silver Slugger in 9 Good for he him. He wasn't bad.
1: That's those why he's on still... there. Those Blue Jays teams are very – I feel like the Tigers played those Blue Jays teams every week, even though they weren't in the same division. I feel like we were going out the Rodgers, like every other week to play Vernon Wells and Alex Rios.
2: <laughs> Dude, at home, I got... At home I got – They weren't. They never Dennis won Robin anything. On one wall. I got Rodman on one wall. I got Calvin on the other one at home. So that's it um second question what is the best backyard sports game like the the video games
1: football oh
2: like what's the best one
1: did we talk about this before
2: we talked about characters i think that might have been a yeah. green or white though collins i don't i don't know yeah I, we did that in I Dream and white. um
1: i want to first of all because there's different like things to it because it like are we talking about the computer games? Because I had a GameCube game. I had a Game Boy game when it, like, mixed up in the backyard games. I only
0: had a computer backyard sports okay, game. Okay, so
1: let, if we're going computer, I think the ba- the original baseball one's awesome. It's yes. sick. With well, the pros well, in it, though? Right? No, no pros in it. No pros in the original oh. one. That one's awesome. But once we get into the pros stuff, I personally. Bobby
2: Higginson.
0: Yes, I always loved, had Bobby Higginson. No, I teams. personally love
1: backyard football.
0: Yes, it's great.
1: Backyard, I think backyard football Rodney Steele. better on the computer. I think it did. Ernie Steele, Rabs, right? Ernie, Ernie Steele. Ernie Steele was a problem, one of the best receivers in the game. Who was um, the guy that
0: had the head like Stewie Griffin? The tall black guy had the Stewie Griffin head?
1: It's Ernie, um, right? No, no, no,
2: no, no. Rodney uh,
1: something? No, Rodney Pete? God. What's his name? That's, just a, that's Rodney Pete's an actual NFL player. So. You're thinking of Pete Wheeler, Rabs. <laughs> No, I'm gonna look. No, it no I know. You no, I'm just I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I'll figure it out. When, no, your... I'm trying to think. I like, I should talk about backyard sports all day. Backyard hockey with Mike Medano is a fantastic yes. game. Hi, I'm Mike Madano. I'm Mike Medano. Hi, I'm Corey Joseph. Like I, could, I Like oh, Joe Thornton was an absolute issue in that game. So good. Um, yeah, Bruins. Joe Thornton too. Oh. He he had his own backyard Bruins. game like the next year. The I and this is I liked every single one. I think backyard backyard basketball had the best announcers. It was like the announcers in backyard basketball were hilarious. Yeah, Tim Duncan but, on the front, dude. That the yeah, backyard KG, basketball. I had the really KG fun. one.
2: Oh, you had KG. I had the Timmy Duncan one. But Rabs, you were thinking I found it. Ricky Johnson, that's your guy.
0: Yeah, he was Ricky good. Johnson.
1: Pete Wheeler's the yes. best running back in the game, though. Pete Wheeler yes. had wheels. Wheels, well, um, I mean, yeah. the gooch, ba- dude, backyard baseball Unchecked. with Alex Rodriguez on the cover for the GameCube is my favorite one of my favorite video games I've ever owned. Now, <laughs> it is so good. So, so it was backyard football with Donovan McNabb on the cover for the GameCube, all great games. Yeah, I had all these oh. games
2: by uh, no means, by no means, am I saying this was the best at all, but a huge sleeper skateboarding. Did you guys ever have that? No, but backyard skateboarding.
0: Dude, nope.
1: my buddy Dalton. So me and my buddy Dalton, he had this computer room, and we used to just grind, grind playing backyard sports. I'd, I'd either go out to Will's house. Me and Will would play backyard hockey all the time in his computer room. Like it would be, it would be like, okay, you're going over we're going to play it. We're gonna play mini sticks for about an hour and a half, and then for the other hour and a half, we're gonna play backyard sports. Yeah, and hilarious, hilarious wow. Wow. Dalton, Here's, Dalton wow. got backyard hockey, backyard skateboarding. And I've never been worse at a video game. It was so I was like, what is this? When okay, you say the Tycoon words the room?
2: "computer room," just blasted me 20
1: 15 years back. Yes,
0: dude. Yes, in the computer room. Yeah, yeah it's always oh,
1: like, going to the den and you gotta load up like the PC to dinner and like it always has a mountain <laughs> noise. Yeah, roller. What is it? Is it Roller Coaster Tycoon? Is that the other computer game?
0: Yes. Yeah, you no. build that game own.
1: was yeah. the best game ever made. Maybe I love that game.
0: Yeah. Well that that's that, we, I, played, we played roller coaster tycoon in my computers class in like middle school. And then the, like that's at the age too where you're like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna trap everyone inside the park so they all get sick and die, and then build a bunch of roller coasters with no end to it. So people just fly off and the park satisfaction was
1: bad. Dude, like there was I there was one point when I was like in like fourth grade playing that game. I was like, I should send this to Cedar Point. Like this is a great idea for a ride. <laughs> Like, I literally had that thought in my mind, but. Well, yeah, a, I've never met another I human being. I love playing
2: computer games.
1: I loved it.
2: I've never met another human being who doesn't like backyard sports, so I figured we could no, talk a little bit about backyard sports. Um, I will
1: say this. A way off topic, the most disappointing video game I've ever bought is Nick Basketball for the computer. It was so bad, and I'm still disappointed about it. Shut up backyard sports, though.
2: Okay. Yep. No misses. No misses with backyard. Sports. I
1: can't believe they ruined backyard sports when they went to the new animation. Like, who thought that was a good idea, guys? Just stick. I might up. actually fire that. I might buy a PC and fire those games up. Dude, there's so you could just say download them on your computer now, even though it like takes up like half your like computer's data. Okay. Oh. Hey. Or like but I don't do know. That. How, is it data? That what is it? I don't
2: know. Storage. Data, data, all right, all data. right. Yeah, storage. Yeah. There
1: it is. That's the right word.
2: Okay. Right. Last question. We can get the hell out of here. Do you guys like the Manning cast or no?
1: I don't. I haven't watched it to be honest.
2: I haven't either. I, I just see, see all clips. the clips. I, I see Marshawn Lynch driving I just, the bombs, and I'm just, I'm captivated. I just
1: don't. I
0: don't listen to it. Like I, I, I love the Mannings. I love both of them. I think they're hilarious. But I don't know, man. I'm just trying to watch. I'm trying to sit down and watch the game. Like, I yeah, don't need the I extra don't. know what's going on.
1: People like. People love it so much. And I'm trying to think of like if the whole Manny cast, like it's a good idea. Like if you really like anything paid, like I think Payne Manny also would be like the best color broadcaster of all time if you ever wanted that job because he's so knowledgeable and they're both really knowledgeable. So I get why people watch it. But I'm with you, Trent. There's like very few people I would watch a game cast with. Like if Charles Barkley, if they had a Charles Barkley cast for like NBA and TNT, I would watch that. And that's basically it.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that become a thing with him the next him and
1: chat decide. Like, let me tell you, young fella, if I if I got Giannis in the post, it's game over. Like that, I would just love to hear Shat. and then like Chuck coming back, he's like, No, you're terrible. You're terrible. I just would love that.
2: Dude, Chuck on March Madness is like maybe my favorite thing. Ever. Chuck
1: on March, I love how mad people get about it. It's the best. It's, it's said, just, let me it's- tell you, he's like uh, Izzo, is that the coach? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> they look great. They look, it's awesome. He's like, they, it. well,
2: well, they haven't, they haven't played anybody. And then they're like Chuck, Chuck, they played like three top five teams in the last week. And then he's, it's just, it's hilarious. I love it's it. Great. The
1: video of him after Chris Jenkins hits the buzzer beater too, makes me laugh every time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's very well, Chuck. All right. That's all. Thanks for coming.
0: All right. Long episode couple days behind but we will be back next week that is all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins I am Ryan Rabinowitz submit any questions comments just topics for the show on Twitter at Motown underscore rundown or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page do not miss a single episode of the show we are on Apple Podcasts and we are on Spotify like subscribe rate five stars leave a nice comment all that good stuff new episodes for you every single week we will see you next time